in the you never knew about it so it shouldn't bother you category, let's talk about the following. There's a passing in this week's parsha. after the Miraglim come back and tell their terrible report, and the nation reacts by being very scared, Yeshua and Kalev get up to encourage the people that don't worry, we're okay, we have nothing to fear from the people in Eretz Yisrael. In fact, Sar Tzilam Me'alehem. Their protection is removed. And Chazal discuss what protection exactly was removed. But there's a fascinating Ramban in this week's Parsha that says that this Pasuk, Sar Tzilam Me'alehem, translated another way, their shadow Atzel is a shadow. Sar tzilam me'alehem, their shadow is removed, is actually a remez for a little-known fact. And that is that if a person fails to see his shadow on Hishana Rabbah night, he will not live that year. And the source for that, I don't know what you call it, fact, halacha, um, uh, omen, I guess that would be the best word, that if a person doesn't see his shadow on Hashanah Rabbah night, he will not live that year, is from this Pasuk. In fact, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar in this week's parasha also says that this is Nirmaz in the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, at Hayoim, Hatzlalim, that on the day that a person's neshama is breathed into him, that on Hashanah Rabbah we receive our final psak. if a person fails to see his shadow on that day, then he will not survive the year. And the question is, um, did you check your shadow this past Hashanah Rabbah? Will you check your shadow this coming Hashanah Rabbah? It seems to be the Ramban, the Rabbeinu Bachai, take this very seriously. But the Ramban Arachayim in Tafresh Samach Dalet says that V'yesh Mishakosav She'ein L'daktik B'zeh don't worry about this. In fact, worrying about it, looking into it, concentrating on it, can in and of itself trigger this bad mazel. Besides, most of us don't understand this whole thing, including me. Better off being innocent. And not trying to divine the future. So, like I said, in the category of you never knew about it, so don't worry about it. This week's parasha, the mitzvah of challah, comes up. So let's just talk one day a little bit about challah. The Mishnah says, and we had this recently in Brachas and Dafyemi, so more of us than usual are familiar with this Mishnah in challah. A woman can sit and take off challah. And this is the halacha in Yeridea, that you can make the bracha on challah while sitting, which sets up an interesting question. The halacha is, kol We always make birchas hamitzvahs ba'midah. For instance, in the morning, when you put on tzitzis, you have to do it while standing, etc., etc. And therefore, a lot of the paiskim ask, why is challah, Unique in this fashion. Why is challah different than all other mitzvahs that are usually made while standing? The bracha on the mitzvah is made while standing. 
Whereas challah, as we see from the Mishnah and his Paskin, Yerdea, can be made while sitting. So there's a Magan Avram in Hilchas Tzitzis, in Simon Ches, that says a very interesting Teretz. The Magan Avram says that the bracha on mitzvah's challah is a lower level, so to speak, inferior bracha. I'll tell you why. Because the whole mitzvah of challah is voluntary in the first place. No one asked you to make challah, and therefore no one required you to be mafresh challah. And therefore the entire mitzvah of hafresh's challah is not required. It's just there because you wanted to make challah. And therefore, since the mitzvah is on a lower level, the bracha too is on a lower level, and therefore doesn't require amid b'shas bracha. But this Magan Avram is widely panned. The Gra over there says, what are you talking about? Devar of Ein Lehem Shachar. These words have no mourning. It says that you're, you should not make a batch of dough less than the required shear. It is usher to avoid triggering a of challah. So we see that the halacha itself mandates that a person has to make the right shear of challah. Yeshua's Yaakov asked the same question. And besides, there's plenty of mitzvahs that you don't have to do. For instance, mitzvah tzitzis. If you want, you could avoid mitzvah tzitzis. If you want, you don't have to wear a four-cornered baguette. If you want, you can get out of mitzvah tzitzis just as easily, probably easier, than getting out of the mitzvah of challah. And yet, the whole source that you stand when you make a bracha is the bracha, the brachas ha mitzvahs on tzitzis. So if on tzitzis, which is a mitzvah you could have avoided being chayev in the first place, you're chayev to stand. We're back to our question, why don't you have to stand when you're making the bracha on hafrashas chala? So the Pnei Shua says that a mitzvah, that the mitzvah itself can be performed while seated its bracha can be performed while seated as well. So a mitzvah that you must put on, a mitzvah that you must do while standing, for instance, atifas talis, a person puts on his talis while standing, so you should not treat the bracha for that mitzvah any worse than the mitzvah itself. So a, a mitzvah that is going to be done while standing, putting on tzitzis, any mitzvah, that you're going to do while standing, so you should make the bracha while standing. A mitzvah like hafrash ha that is done, or can be done while seated, the bracha doesn't have to be any, any worse. I saw one last teretz in the Yeraba, fascinating teretz, that the bracha on chala is more similar, is closer to a birchas hanenin than a birchas ha which means we know we, can, we constantly make brachas on food while seated. You know, you sit down to eat a meal and you make a mezainus or a shahakal while seated because brachas hanenin don't require amida. So the Eliyarabba says that the bracha on challah, which is essentially a food preparation bracha, is more akin, is closer to a birchas hanenin, which is allowed to be done while seated, than a birchas hamitzvah. This week's Parsha, Parsha Shlach, discusses tzitzis, we know, at the end of the Parsha. So maybe we'll take a couple minutes to discuss some uh, talus issues. So, the Mishnah Brewer Paskins, that a person should not wear 
his Shabbos clothes during the week, and vice versa. A person should have special clothes for Shabbos, and they should be off limits during the week. In fact, the Mishabura says, A person should have a Shabbos talus. This is not just something we do, this is codified in Halacha, that you should have a weekday talus and a Shabbos talus. The question is as follows. When a person decides he no longer wants his Shabbos talus, as a Shabbos talus, can he make it a weekday talus? Or is that a chisarin in downgrading the Kedusha of an item? Meridin me Kedusha, and we know, that you're really not allowed to downgrade something's Kedusha. So the question is, once we have this concept, that there is an Indian of a Shabbos talis, can a person make his Shabbos talis into a weekday talis, or is that a problem? I saw someone wanted to bring a raya from another shaila. The Berke Yosef discusses, there's another concept. That concept is Ein Mavirin ala mitzvahs. A person is not allowed to skip over mitzvahs. You have to do the mitzvah that is in front of you, the mitzvah that you have at hand, and a person is not allowed to not do what he has at hand in favor of another mitzvah. I'll just give you a couple practical examples. That's why we cover the challah on Shabbos, that why are you doing Kiddush before challah? So we cover the challah as not to be mavirin ala mitzvah. Another example is you're supposed to take out of your tefillin bag your shell yad first, because once you picked up your shell rush, you have an issue of ein mavirin ala mitzvah. So therefore, we keep the shell rush covered, we keep the shell rush out of sight, out of mind, until we put on our shell yad as not to violate ein mavirin ala mitzvah. So there's this concept, ein mavirin ala mitzvah. And the question is, let's say a person, for some reason, let's say he has an ashtender and shul, his Shabbos talis and his weekday talis, and he reaches into his shtender, and he pulls out, lo and behold, his Shabbos talus. The question is, what should he do? The question is, should he put back his Shabbos talus because you're not supposed to wear your Shabbos talus during the week, but then you'd violate Ein Mavir and Or should he go ahead and wear his Shabbos talus because once it's at hand, he would be over on Ein Mavirin ala mitzvah. You're not allowed to pass over one mitzvah. You're not allowed to reject a candidate for a mitzvah once you have it at hand. So the Berke Yosef, the Chidah, Paskins, in Archaim, Simon Chafei, that he in actuality had no intention to wear a Shabbos talus during the week. And therefore, when he picked up his Shabbos talus, it was a total mistake. It's not an issue of Ein Mavir and al He can put it back and then take his weekday talus. So some wanted to say, you see the Chidah says that in thinks in general it would be mutter to wear the Shabbos talus as a weekday talus if it weren't for the issue of Ein Mavir and al But whether or not that's a good raya or not doesn't matter. They say that the old Belzareba used to Rather than make his Shabbos talis into a weekday talis, he used to give it to somebody else to keep using as a Shabbos talis, as not to violate this. But the honest truth is, the Taz says that it's better, it would be better to make your Shabbos talis into a weekday talis than just to put it into Shabbos. And that's the bottom line.